KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome to Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. I'm Laura Jones, executive producer and host of the show, and it is 801 Day. All things 801, especially local music, Utahns making music. Talk about DIY creatives. Got some of that coming up for you. In fact, this song right now is by Musor, a great instrumental they played live on KRCL's Radioactive Punk Rock Farmer Fridays on June 24th of this year. We're always looking for live bands on Friday. You can email me, radioactive at krcl.org. Stick around. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk to Loiza, Claudia Loiza of the Utah Division of Multicultural Affairs because they're launching a new series called Magnify Utah to connect you all to communities, places, and multicultural stories. You can find out how to participate, how to take part, how to listen. We're going to pass that microphone, and she's got a tune by a local artist that she wants to share this hour. Also on the show, I spoke with Jeremy Bradford Pugh of Salt Lake Magazine, also author of Secret Salt Lake and uh, 100, 101 Things to Do in Utah, Salt Lake City Before You Die. He's got some great picks for you. Also, Dave John from Living the Circle of Life will join us but we're gonna get started in a in a very utah way and that is with lindy perry of craft lake city hey lindy how you doing i'm so good how are you doing today laura i am doing well and i'm so glad that you're here to talk about craft lake city and the diy fest coming up in august what is it the 12th 13th and 14th That's at the utah right. state fair park friday saturday sunday nothing but utah all, makers all, right all, utah, all the time okay <laughs> so what year is this for craft lake city this will be our 14th annual Craft Lake City DIY Fest presented by Harmons and it's just an awesome team putting it together. I'm so excited I can hardly stand it. One of the things that you're in charge of is STEM over there, right? That's right. I'm the STEM coordinator. So science, technology, engineering, and math is the acronym there. A lot of times people think that's just for kids, but I try to bring a very all-ages energy to it, and I think (laughs) it makes it a lot more fun when parents can do stuff with their kids and be learning at the same time. So what do you got on tap for STEM? Anything uh, new and interesting to tease? Oh, always. There just are always exciting things happening. So we are bringing back the rocket launch from last year, but to make it even better, we have partners who'll be 3D printing rocket parts to go on our reusable. So we've used two-liter bottles and we launch them with water into the air. Um, we have, imagine that 3D will be printing nose cones and fins to make to, them I go even higher. <laughs> I've been threatening a, a KRCL, or at least a radioactive team of rocket launchers. So this would be the place to load up on parts. Yeah, it's gonna be so fun. And we're still looking for volunteers with that. So like, I know that a lot of times, grownups are just as interested in the rockets as the kids. And so if you wanna get deep into rockets and learn some awesome stuff about it and help us at the same time, you know, volunteer, craftlakecity.com. It'll get you all the way to our volunteer portal. Sign up for one of the STEM crafts and you'll be launching rockets in no time. So where is it going to be at Fair Park, all the STEM stuff? We have a STEM building and it's sponsored by Google Fiber. So you just look for the big Google Fiber signs and uh, STEM building logos and it'll get you there. And we have an awesome outdoor section this year too. We have almost as many people outside as inside. and we've For got, STEM. Yeah, it's going to be huge this year. It's one of the thrilled. best hands-on things to do yeah, at totally. Craft Lake City. What totally. else What else is STEM-ish? We are excited to announce that we found a new partner this year who wanted to bring a STEM sustainability day into our space. And so we've okay. got Recyclops as a partner. They offer recycling to uh, areas that don't have it as a city service, but also they have this really great new um, service that they're offering in the Salt Lake City area that's called Recyclops Plus, where you can recycle alternative materials like batteries and every every time I turn around my recycle can is being restricted a little bit more things that on them say they are recyclable the city doesn't want there so you're constantly having to check where it can go and batteries yeah where do I put my batteries yeah so this service was great for that it's a it's a uh, street side sign up so you get a can and everything clothes batteries light bulbs things you can't put in a trash even put in a trash can you know you can send off to them and they'll take care of it all right pretty sweet it is i want more stem 
I know. So the Sustainability Day, we're calling it Go Deeper into Sustainably STEM. And then we will What day have, is that? Of the, that's the Saturday, Saturday, August 13th. Okay. And we just have presenters all day. We're bringing like academics in, but we're also bringing creators in to show you how you can use like what we call trash streams uh, can be converted into something really awesome. Um, Sego Adornment is doing Make Your Mark. So learn how to like make painting tools that you can use wherever you want. She'll supply some ink so you can make your own little creation there. Um, of course, uh, oh gosh, I should probably look at my Because <laughs> I know I, there's I tons, right? Oh, the Sustainable Seuss. We'll get some Lorax reading in there with the King's English Bookshop. So a little bit of fun to toss it up with the all ages kind of stuff. We'll have a sustainability panel called, uh, what is sustainability? Ask an expert. And they'll have everything from like the, um, systemic things that you can support causes that will make a difference in legislative efforts as well as like what can I do personally the DIY aspect so you can ask questions there and learn a lot so tons to do at Craft Lake City that's tons right. of great local makers there's a KRCL stage as I recall that's right <laughs> you guys got are lots of music I wanted to get some of that in because I know we got a song by a local artist that you wanted to share and we'll we'll uh We'll, we'll end with that, shall we? So sure. what local bands you got on stage? Oh, so many mm -hmm. of my personal acquaintances and friends. That's right, I'm you're a musician. Really, uh, that's Salduro. <laughs> I'm going to play a song, not while you're here. I'm going yeah, I'm I'm to save it. I One try, of my favorite. I try to tell people that I try to be the right amount of self-promoting. <laughs> so thank you for helping me be you're the welcome. right amount of self-promoting. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and then, like, my friend Pepper Rose from Spirit Machine. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I She's going to be there KRCL stage, 530 Friday. Um, of course, we've got Columbia Jones. He's an awesome person that I met from the northern Utah area because I'm from Logan. So he's someone I've known for a really long time. Really awesome. Um, and then, of course, my band. And how could I leave out the headliner? Okay, we got a headliner to talk about. Joshua James. Yes. And it, oh, this music is just so awesome. It just moves me. What night is Joshua James? Friday night. You can catch him 9 to 10 on the Slug Magazine stage. Okay. And you can't miss him. No, you can't. <laughs> you got to see Joshua James. Tickets still available. Absolutely. Where do folks get the rundown and can get tickets? You can just go to craftlakecity.com. It's easy to find everything from our main navigation. You can. So I need people to volunteer. We need to give you some tickets for Friday night to see Joshua James. And you can check out the awesome lineup of other artisans and festival food things that we'll have available because we'll just have a little bit of everything and stem and stem that's me okay folks we're gonna play a song by joshua james and while i'm doing that it's one of lindy's favorites you can call 801-359-9191 and i've got how many pair of tickets i think i got three pair yes so one pair for friday night. night one pair for friday night one pair for saturday one pair for saturday one pair for sunday, one pair for sunday. So, folks, if you're the first, you are going to be the one that can say if you want to go to Joshua James or uh -huh. not, right? Of course you do. <laughs> and if you don't get yeah. first, then you just go buy the Friday ticket. There you so go, you buy the Friday go. ticket. <laughs> so 801-359-9191, and you're going to pick up tickets to Craft Lake City on Friday night with Joshua James, and then we'll have Saturday and Sunday pairs to give away as well. Why did you choose this song that we're going about to hear? As Musor <sighs> winds down their long instrumental, I love that band. Okay, so for me, this has its own very organic energy. It has yeah. like a coyote call that's just incorporated <laughs> into the music. Like people who sing the song of animals, yeah. I am just like gaga over. Uh -huh. So okay. the way that he incorporates it is just like, it blows me away every right. time. Phone's ringing, so I got to give somebody some tickets. This is Joshua James on 801 Day Coyote Caller from Lindy Perry to all y'all out there on KRCL 90.9.
Joshua James, Coyote Caller off Spirit Sister right here on 801 Day on KRCL's Radioactive. I'm Laura Jones. And congratulations to some folks picking up tickets to go see Joshua James at Craft Lake City August 12th. And also some tickets just for the festival in general. Thanks to Lindy Berry and our friends at Craft Lake City. The DIY festival coming up August 12th through 14th. You can check out a lot of folks from the 801. And we're using 801 broadly, folks, as the original area code for the Beehive State. So uh, we've had a great day of all local music starting at 7 a.m. during John's show. Shanna Lee from Saturday Breakfast Jam took over and then uh, a bunch of other folks coming in from Rick Momney. Angela Brown from Slug and Craft Lake City with Courtney during the day earlier. Talia Keys was on. Salt Lake Public Library's Hum eBay and uh, guest DJ Corey Fox of Valor Live Music Gallery, then Circus Brown, not a sideshow, wrapping up the afternoon drive with a live band. If you missed any of this, it's available on demand on our website for the next two weeks. You can just go to krcl.org and click the programming tab to find the listen on demand option or, you know, check it out on our mobile app that you can download wherever you get your apps. All right, this is Radioactive, show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, DIY creatives, especially including local music. Near and dear to my heart as an old musician around town, um, I'd love to hear what everyone's doing. So if you have music that you want to get out, all you got to do is email me, radioactive at krcl.org. We always have a live band on Friday's show with the punk rock farmer, and we have the fervors coming up this Friday at 6. Joining me now to debut a new series, we have Claudia Loiza of the Utah Division of Multicultural Affairs. How you doing, Claudia? Doing so well. How are you? I'm really glad that you're here on 801 Day because Magnify Utah is all about folks in the 801 and connecting communities, places, and multicultural stories. What is it? Is it a platform for us to get on? Is it something to dip into? Tell us about it. It's kind of all the above, Laura. Okay. So yes, it is a platform. It's an online platform on our website. And it's to what you just said, connecting stories, people and places specific to our multicultural communities. And when I say multicultural communities, it's really the um, folks that we um, work with as a division that are from diverse groups, racially and ethnically, linguistically, that are coming from different walks of life. And the purpose behind this platform is really to start to centralize some of the 
places and locations, organizations that serve these communities um, fully and so well. So um, as part of Magnify Utah, again, part of the name, we're not just um, centralizing information, but we're magnifying it. So elevating it to a point where people can dive into it um, with videos, stories, audio, um, and then also our directory. We have an ever-growing directory of different things that folks can explore. Well, you know, what's really interesting as a member of the media, I'm always looking for sources mm-hmm. and being able to find communities that don't look like me, that don't uh, congregate in the areas that yeah. I go to looking for news. This becomes a great resource to diversify the stories that are told by other media partners. So true. So true. And, you know, d- diversify is really one of those key terms here. Um, but as part of, you know, Utah's ever-growing population, ever-growing yeah. diversification, right? Um, part of the project is also not just to celebrate our diversity, but also to find ways to retain it. So, yeah. um, you know, inviting folks that just move into Utah or trying to find their community, trying to find that place mm. and that sense of belonging, the directory and all the different story maps we have um, are going to help folks establish again, maybe where to start. So, yeah, I yeah. was just seeing a story on the Salt Lake Tribune today, sltrib.com, a nonprofit mm-hmm. folks in our community. And the story was about Navajo code talker Samuel yeah. Sandoval who yeah. dies. There's only three left now right. in that group. And yep. those stories are so important. Exactly. Yes. So I'm guessing you're getting into some of those stories, right? Of course. Yeah. So we've got story maps. And when I say story maps, it's um, a combination of text, photos, videos, maps. And um, we're using this platform, right, to create um, a one-stop shop essentially of how we can dive deeper. Multimedia shop. Right. Dive deeper into these stories so we preserve them, continue telling them, and then spread them as well. So Claudia, you're helping to do this. I want to know your origin story. Oh, I love that question. (laughs) I love, I love when people ask me that because, um, so I grew up here in Utah, born and raised. Um, I am very, very proud to come from a big, loud Latino family. Um, And I think part of my origin story has to do with um, not just, again, being very proud that it's 801 day, right? That I grew up in a state that I, I feel like is really on the f- front edge of, you know, development and business and industry. But I think um, there are many times I think growing up in my lifetime that um, I, I did struggle to find that sense of belonging, right? I struggled to see myself in those places of high impact decision making. And part of what this project, and personally for me, I have a really strong attachment to is that it's going to really challenge those perceptions of what it means to be Utah, what it means to be a part of this ever-growing story and mosaic of um, what the Beehive State is. Yeah, for Pioneer Day, they unveiled the pioneers of 1847 up at This is a Place Heritage Park, and the stories they're telling are adding are the stories of folks who were here in the first vanguard, Mm -hmm. came as slaves, we're talking about Green Flake, Mm -hmm. or came later in September as a a free woman, Jane Manning James and her family. But those statues now, they're uh, immovable, hopefully, for generations to come and telling a story. Exactly. And, you know, all all of the content you'll see on Magnify Utah has a place, a sense of place, right, an attachment of place around it. So the um, maybe one story I can elevate really quick is, you know, I did a placemaking workshop with Glendale Middle School students um, back in 2021. And the the questions that I posted them really weren't, you know, where do you go to hang out? Where do you go to socialize? It was more, um, tell me about what a place that is successful to you and making you feel like you belong is. So give me those elements, give me different ways again of facilitating not just the sense that you belong, but that the sense that you can stay and that you can, you know, influence those places to better serve you. Yeah, so place making, but your story in that place. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. combining that idea of imagination, place, yeah. play, and then storytelling. And all these students, again, seventh and eighth graders. I remember being in seventh and eighth grade, and I remember, you know, my goal that day was to go to the vending machine and get some hot <laughs> Cheetos. Um, but these kids were like, I want to see, you know, a farmer's market in my community. I want to see a freestyle mural um, space where I can just express express myself. I'm remembering a book several years old now, and it was organized around recipes based on ingredients, so plantain, rice, etc. And then they um, gathered the stories and the recipes from folks living on the west side of Salt Lake City. Yeah. And that's an, a unique way to draw out those cultural niches in our community that you wouldn't otherwise see unless you live next door to these folks, right. perhaps. And as our state doubles in population, the date keeps changing for me on when that's going to hit 2030, 2050, 2060. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming, though. Utah is growing, as we all know, mm-hmm. given the hot real estate market. It becomes even more important to, like you said, not just 
tell those stories, but preserve mm-hmm. the stories of the different folks in Utah. Exactly. So it's not just one one stripe of Utah yeah. that, that gets all that love. So what are your plans for expanding this platform? We're just rolling it out now, right? Right. Yeah. So right now we launched our pilot phase um, using Salt Lake County as kind of our main demographic just to start off. Um, but we are hoping to touch every corner of the state. So right now we're in talks and trying to plan out our expansion into northern Utah. Um, and, you know, to what you just said, too, this work to preserve and to tell and to, you know, further elevate these stories is not just, you know, one team, one person job, right? Um, I have a wonderful team behind me that is helping create and curate these stories, gather and connect with folks. And um, we are really of that mind that we're not wanting to duplicate work. You know, we have um, business directories and ongoing directories and different platforms, I think, that our community-based organizations and partners have launched and have been launching for so many years. Um, so as a state organization, our, our hope is to really amplify, magnify, and create a more statewide discussion around, again, that idea of place, um, connection, stories, and you know, celebrating those, that diversity and the unity in that. You're the planning policy and engagement coordinator for the Utah Division of Multicultural Affairs, yes. a division that maybe not everyone knows about. It's certainly on the governor's radar. Oh, yeah. Nubia Pena is in his oh, yes. cabinet. She is a powerhouse. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm just kind of curious what you hope to see the infrastructure of the state of Utah do with these stories. I mean, is it going to penetrate to uh, lawmakers in their session? Because I think we can get such blinders on in our polarized mm, times. Yeah. No, I, thank you for bringing that up. And I, I really think that, um, to quote, you know, the governor, knowing that, it, you know, my boss, Nubia Pena, wonderful person um, and just an inspiration to us all, I think. We want to not just build that proximity, right? We want to build beyond just awareness of each other. Want it to but catalyze something. Exactly. We want to want it to catalyze. Exactly. We want to have that reciprocity. For me, the infrastructure change that I hope to see is beyond just asking what is your story and I love that question again of what is your origin story, but um, maybe also asking the question further of tell me why your your story is so important to yeah. preserve and what can I do to make sure that we are building a reciprocal relationship like instead of doing taking 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 and giving 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 how do we work together to collaborate yeah. on a better more thriving future for our entire state so we're talking with Claudia Loiza of the Utah Division of Multicultural Affairs about Magnify Utah. It's a new resource, folks. And because it's a state agency, it means your tax dollars at work doing something that I hope you support. <laughs> I support it. Gathering stories of communities, of place, of placemaking and connection um, so that we can see each other more clearly and more easily using technology to right. to connect folks' stories. So if you're not able to get outside your bubble, you know, a lot of times... Uh, folks, especially white Utahs, like, how do I do this? What can I turn to? Here's a resource. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and engage with us. Really, this is meant to not just be a platform where we share things, but we also collaborate with you. So if you have ideas for a story map, I know we're working on one right now with someone in the Kearns area who launched a, a, a project around what do we mean by safety with, you know, Kearns students. And mm-hmm. um, she did a lot of engagement with youth and just different um, folks within the Kearns community, and we, she wanted to better tell that story yeah. on this platform. So again, well, and an yeah. opportunity to tell your own story, folks, mm-hmm. rather than waiting for mainstream media, for lack of a better term, or a blogger to find you mm-hmm. and come along and tell your story. So when people reach out and connect, how do they tell their story on this platform? Yeah. So on our website, you'll be able to go to multicultural.utah.gov forward slash magnify. And as part of that, there's um, it's a pretty good navigation page to get you to the story maps, to get you to the directory. So you can go to the directory and you can submit your own listing. If you don't see your organization or if you don't see the place that you really feel that sense of belonging attached to it, you can submit it. We can add it. And then with the story map idea, if you do have a story you want to have told, if you want to do a deeper dive on a research topic, we, we have a couple already on our page, one on redlining, for example, one on just that process of placemaking. So um, that is where you can access both the actual story maps, but also contact information for me so that we can better collaborate and get to that point of what you need to tell your story better. Well, and for the next oh, five or six through Labor Day Mondays, we're going to have folks come in whose stories are part of exactly. Magnify Utah. I think I have the schedule here. 
part of it because um, we weren't quite sure who was coming next week, but it's um, Rosanna. Rosanna, yeah. So Rosanna is my wonderful colleague, and um, she's going to be coming over and talking about land acknowledgments. I know um, know, we just had the um, Governor's Native American Summit this past week, and the Division of Indian Affairs is our sister division. So um, a lot of talk around what do we mean by acknowledging the land? What does that mean, not just in words, but in action? And she is a wonderful proponent and can share more examples again on what that means and we have a story map that's going to be attached to what she's sharing so you can do an even deeper dive and learn more about those topics we've got nicole bordeaux coming in yeah. she's with utah transit authority we mm-hmm. also have uh, okay i'm going to try lanetta fitisimanu taukeiaho from the samoan integrated learning initiative also jake fitisimanu as well from ethnic studies at the university of utah karen kwan and eric jank possibly Yep, potentially, hopefully. And hopefully, Senator Johnny, Jenny Iwamoto before we're done. So a bunch of good folks coming up on Mondays. And we're mashing it up with Music Meets Activism, asking folks to share the songs that get them through the day or focus on their work or otherwise expand the story, magnify Utah, yes. if you will. Yep. And I've in. asked you since it's 801 day for an artist that you love from Utah, and that is... That is Brie Ray, queen, I, personally for me, queen of R&B, soul, and pop here uh-huh. in our state. <laughs> and how did you come across Brie Ray? So through some mutual friends, actually. Um, I I believe we went to college together at some point. I don't think our paths ever crossed there. But um, again, I, I had her music just pop up on my Spotify playlist. I had friends that kept recommending her. Yeah. And I realized there were all these different connections to not just her as a person, but her as an artist. She is a um, beautiful singer, um, woman of color, and her story just really resonates with mine. So when I listen to her music, I just, beyond just the beauty of how she sounds, the words I think I really resonate with. Well, thank you for joining us thank with, you. Uh, here on 801 Day. What's the website one more time where folks can catch up with Magnify yeah, Utah? Yeah, so check out multicultural.utah.gov forward slash magnify. And please reach out. You'll have all you'll need when you access that page. And I'm really excited to see where your stories and what stories come out of that. And thanks for sharing yours, Claudia. Thank you. Claudia Loiza of the Utah Division of Multicultural Affairs. Here's Tough Love from Brie Ray. KRCL 801 Day on Radioactive.
32nd anniversary celebration is a commemoration of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Hosted annually by the Disabled Rights Action Committee, enjoy live music, speakers, performers, food trucks, and vendors from across the state Saturday, July 30th, 11 to 4 at the Salt Lake City Public Library. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru, a community partner of YWCA Utah and the Stand Against Racism Challenge. Mark Miller Subaru loves diversity. Learn more at ywcautah.org and markmillersubaru.com. Welcome back to Radioactive. I'm Laura Jones. Today is 801 Day here at Listeners Community Radio of Utah. Nothing but local since, oh gosh, I think 5 a.m. this morning to tell you the truth. And you can listen to the last two weeks of any show on demand at our website, krcl.org. Go to program tab and hit the listen on demand and you can sort by show and check out anything that you may have missed today. Stick around, I got some triggers and slips coming up. Also some Maka Mamas when Dave John from Living the Circle of Life joins us. But right now, wanted to share some of my conversation I recorded with Jeremy Bradford Pugh. He is an editor over at Salt Lake Magazine and author of Secret Salt Lake and 101 Things to Do in Utah Before You Die. And we have some great 801-ish things for you to do. So here we go. Happy 801 Day, Jeremy Bradford Pugh. And happy 801 Day to you, Laura. <laughs> I know. I feel like we need like hand signals and all <laughs> yeah. sorts of things to acknowledge this I new holiday. We need a jingle for There we it. go. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Pugh of Salt Lake Magazine, also Secret Salt Lake City and 100 Things to Do in Salt Lake City Before You Die. We're going to cherry pick some good stuff for you folks here on 801 Day. But I wanted to talk to you first about this kind of cultural moment that Utah is having based on its predominant religion. We had Under the Banner of Heaven, Mormon No More. What's the Keep Sweet one about keep Warren sweet. Jeffs? Yeah. Um, and then there was a Mormon, you know, about the Mark Hoffman bombings that uh, uh, came out not too long ago. And there's just been a, kind of a a resurgence, I think, because uh, you know Utah does have a unique history in the United States, and also I think our state is growing. Many people are moving here and discovering some of these things that we've all kind of grown up around. If you around. grew up here, if you've been yeah. here long enough, we are a peculiar people. <laughs> yeah, Mary and I used to call it the 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 this history and then the religious stuff is kind of the Higgs boson, yeah. you know, or the water we were, the water we live in yeah. as fish. And you the know, late Mary Maloof yeah. of Salt Lake magazine. So you, there's a piece about this actually in Salt Lake magazine. Yeah. Coming out in September, our, our latest issue, our uh, managing editor, Christy Porter, who's kind of become our de facto weird Mormon reporter and, and talked about a lot of these documentaries and, and, and projects that are drawing, new attention to old things and, and, and sort tensions. of tensions a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and so we wanted to put together kind of a, a primer or a, a, you know, guide to the fundamentals of, of Mormon fundamentalism, which, yeah. you know, part of that is the topic of under the banner of heaven. They cover the Lafferty brothers. Um, and a lot of these arcane terms like blood atonement and, oh, yes. and all of these things. People are going to be like, what? Oh, yeah, and, no blood, uh, blood yeah, and that, and that, you know, I, I, I think it's just renewed interest in our state and the unique aspects of it, and um, I think they did a good job with that show. In Under fact, the we, we have an interview um, in our story with Dustin Lance Black, uh, who is the writer and showrunner for that that series. People keep asking for season two, and I have to say that was the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. But the, I think the seed has been planted, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a Mountain Meadows Massacre series coming up. I mean, there's some other, oh yeah, things you could write about. <laughs> I would be, it'd be, I would much more prefer some happy, happy, joy, joy. But you know, 
Right. Conflict sells. Yeah. The mood of the country is a little dark. I yeah. think dark, dark yeah. television, dark, mm-hmm. dark times. Want to so. say thank you to you and the folks at Salt Lake Magazine for including KRCL in your your neighborhoods in Best of the Beehive in the recent issue. For our new studios over here in the Guadalupe. Yeah, happy to. We we I think the you're the best new neighbor. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big KRCL fan, and it's really nice to see. You also this neighborhood's really becoming mm-hmm. a neighborhood in and of itself, and not that anyway. And um, and I think it's just great to kind of have you more yeah. in the heart of the city. Well, we're here on eight hundred one day, but folks, nine hundred nine day <laughs> is coming up September 9th, and we're gonna have a big block party in the parking lot here. Check krcl.org for more details. And check tonight's show notes for a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about with Jeremy here, because we have got tidbits from across the 801. Yeah. If you were to put together an 801 bar crawl, <laughs> where would you start? Take us well, on that journey. Well, in the coming issue of Salt Lake Magazine, we we sort of discovered something. I mean, it's not new, but for a long time, that part of Sugar House, like 11th East and 21st South, has just been kind of a under construction it going through its metamorphosis, um, we all kind of lament the old, the old sugar house. Uh, but I feel like it's kind of coalescing over there a little bit. There are, um, there's always always been some good pubs uh, and bars over there. There's a Wasatch Pub and the Sugar House Pub, uh, but there's two new tap rooms, newish tap rooms, Hopkins and Proper, uh, and they're excellent uh, craft beer tap rooms. They're right across the street from each other. Uh, there's also a new Quarters. Uh, sugar house location opening on that same block. So for the next issue, we put together like this, like seven stop bar crawl that kind of starts at sugar house pub and wanders around the neighborhood down to campfire and the tap room that that's down there. Um, but you know, I think the criteria for uh, a bar crawl is to have, you know, walkable, bikeable area, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I feel like we've got a, a new bar crawl spot, you know, other than Main Street or something like that. You know, pr- proximity of bars to to each other is a key ingredient in any bar crawl. Another 801 neighborhood that's like that growing is Central Ninth. Oh, yeah, definitely. You got Water Witch. I went and tried the Pearl the other day. Yeah. You got the Scion Cider Room. All sorts of cool things happening over there. Yeah. In fact, we had that in our best of the one of the best that we have. It's like best neighborhood that's almost there you know because <laughs> it's, it's still there. in that state of construction on the but right the there. the guys at the water witch uh and the now the owners of the plural and you know lazy's kitchen have all been like great neighborhood beginnings you know yeah. like blended table is over there the vertical vegan diner yeah. is over there and i think you know and you know once we get the dust off of it it's you know it's it's an, uh, it's another great like destination and i think you know City planning being sometimes good, bad. I think that there was some good thought put into that neighborhood or creating a neighborhood. You any know. bar, any bar crawls outside of the capital city you might recommend? Um, I, I mean, obviously, Park City Main Street is always a you know. I mean that that to me is like long ago Salt Lake City had had a law or an ordinance about the distance of between bars, and that went away. And so we've had you know more groupings of bars, but. Um, you know, Park City's never had that rule. And so, you know, going up and down Park City Main Street and getting a $12, $25 pitcher or whatever it is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it is cooler up there. So, yeah. and they're kind of in their mellow season. So, so, so. your next issue has the farm to cocktail. Yeah. Uh, so every year, Salt Lake Magazine does a, a, a farm to glass cocktail contest. Um, and we gather bartenders we have an awesome group of bartenders what i would consider the best group of bartenders here from alibi the pearls in there lake effect um water witch of course uh and uh we challenge them to make uh a fall cocktail using seasonal ingredients uh and we also gave them a little extra challenge this time to say no pumpkin spice uh because that's really more of a holiday flavor and the bartenders really showed up. Our, our next issue will have 15 recipes and a guide to going around and trying all of these cocktails uh, at the individual establishments. Um, and you can vote for your favorite ballot stuff. Box stuffing is, you know, it's, is, is encouraged, and many of the bars do. Uh, but they came up with some really great, like, using really summery ingredients. And we're kind of calling the, the piece, like, give us one more round of summer. And so there's a lot of watermelon, strawberry, you know, in these interesting combinations. And they really kind of, I mean, I didn't know you could make tomatillo syrup, 
but one bartender did. <laughs> so that is another bar crawl potential based on this article, which hits the streets when? It'll be out uh, September 1st. There we go. Yeah. So something to anticipate after 801 Day. Yeah. Jeremy Bradford Pugh of Salt Lake Magazine. Also, 100 things to do in Salt Lake City before you die and Secret Salt Lake. We'll put links in the show notes for you to check it out. But I've got at least another interview. I did a really long one. I'll put it the whole thing in the show notes tonight for you to check out. Um, we've got oddities from Gilgal to uh, all sorts of things that he uh, has written about and knows about in the 801 plus the Beehive alphabet and where to get good water. Joining me now, though, from Living the Circle of Life, we have Dave John. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Pretty Thanks good. for coming in. You and Valine doing a great job as the new team, the stewards for Living the Circle of Life, Sundays to, from 7 to 10 a.m. here on KRCL. And you had a song for 801 Day, and I'm going to put some of this on in the background it's the maka mama's gratitude song what's that about um well the way well uh maka mama's actually helped us out a few times uh when we went out to standing rock they had a tent out there and so they let us uh stay in their tent while we were out there and and then also with uh pandos um yeah. Remind folks what Pandos is. Oh, yeah. Peaceful Advocates for Native Dialogue and Organizing Support. Utah Nonprofit. Yeah. And we would, we actually did a like a music festival um, to raise funds for the legal fund. Uh, we had it at Diabolical Records. Uh, we teamed up with David Parrish and uh, Margo. And yeah, it Margo went good. Margo from Maca Mamas? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No. I'm confusing everybody today. It's all 801 day. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, Jen and Lorraine, uh, they really helped us out with our uh, virtual uh, music yeah. uh, festival since COVID hit. Uh, but yeah, they submitted this this video. So Maka Mamas are from where? Uh, they're around the Salt Lake area. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... But yeah, they've helped us out, and it, it was sad to hear that Lorraine passed at the beginning of the year, so rest in power to Lorraine. Longtime musician. Mm-hmm. You also attended the Governor's Native American Summit that um, Claudia spoke about earlier. What's oh. going on there? And uh, there's some things you're happy about, some things you want to shake up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was... It was um, full of info <laughs> and um yeah so when i was walking down you know just checking out the resources and who was there i actually came across you know multicultural affairs and i talked to uh, uh what was her name rose uh rosanna yeah she's gonna be on next monday yeah yeah and and she was telling me about this thing actually the deadline was today but the events tomorrow what's that and it was that leads uh, rural utah which was uh, leadership empowerment and development and it's tomorrow tuesday uh between 1 p.m and 3 p.m online and, yeah registration was today and ended at 5 p.m did you get in <laughs> oh no no i doubt i'll, I'll be at work there you go <laughs> But yeah, uh, she was talking about the program and stuff, and which was good. And it was nice to find out that uh, you had um, uh, yeah, Claudia. Yeah, Claudia. And then we're on. gonna have Ro- Rosanna on on Monday. Um, mm. One of the things I like about Magnify Utah that the division's doing is bringing more voices, surfacing more voices that don't always get the microphone or the TV camera and. What do you think needs to happen for more awareness, more inclusion when it comes to Native tribes in Utah? Well, like, like you were saying, they, we need to give them a voice. Mm-hmm. And I think that was good because when I was talking to these people, I mean, we had resources, you know, from um, uh, Warrior Spirit. Uh, we had Sacred Circle. And they were telling me about different programs of what they offered to the Native people. And also, too, some of them actually help out non-Native people, yeah. which is good. Mm-hmm. That was good to hear. Uh, you had a group out of BYU. Uh, they have a Native American cur- curriculum initiative. And they had a Native American lessons, plans, and advanced art leadership. So it was kind of uh, dealing with art, which was nice. Uh, but then there's a lady out of, um, they're out of Arizona. Uh, her name was Elvira, but she was with Newfound Hope. 
And there was a lesson that they had um, one of the curriculums, and it was uh, motherhood is sacred and fatherhood is sacred. And what that deals with is they focus on the parents to raise their children, mm. you know, to be good examples, you know, and do stuff with them. And that, that was a good thing. So I wanted to kind of uh, bring her on for an interview also. And, but actually, there's a whole bunch of these people I want to bring on. On to living the circle of life. Yeah, and there is uh, Paul Sosi. Uh, he talked about Ewok, and he wa- he's a lawyer, and he talked about some of the fighting he had to do, you know, to uh, get these uh, Native children, you know, into Native uh, foster care. Or yeah. There's a lack of, well, they need more folks mm-hmm. who are Native or Indigenous to mm-hmm. become foster families. Yeah. And I know you, you've had folks on to talk about that before. And so how can folks get in touch with you to come on the show, Living the Circle of Life, Sunday 7 to 10, and share their story, their services in the community? Um, they could probably send information to my email, okay. uh, which is davejohn64 at hotmail.com. Um, yeah, uh, leave a message and kind of the subject. Um, but yeah, um, that's what uh, Val and I were talking about. We want to bring voices to our show also, uh, resources that are out there, um, yeah, events. And music, right? Oh, definitely music. Um, yeah, even just um, knowing all the local Native artists here in, yeah. in the 801. In the 801. Which is good because... Yeah, and we want to promote them also because we had Honey on on an interview, uh, Honey Duvall, well, Rhonda Duvall, uh, Pete Sands, uh, the Marshall Sisters, Nino Reyes. Uh, yeah, there's just a whole bunch that, you know, yeah, I think get them out there and get get the community behind them. So Living the Circle of Life, Sunday 7 to 10, you have a kind of a, a flow to the show starting at 7, you're more traditional. Yeah, so mostly the first hour, you know, don't want to play anything too heavy, you know. It's Sunday at <laughs> 7 a.m. So I'll usually start off. I found some bird songs, and I always like the bird songs. Uh, they're more like a south, southern west uh, rattle uh, songs. Uh, then uh, you got the Ute Bear songs, and I always like those. But then, of course, powwow songs. Um, yeah, and just other different artists. And then the second hour is more, I kind of consider it like a modern uh, traditional where you have like the drums, rattles, you know, them speaking in their native language. But then they might also have like guitars, uh, violin, piano. So that's what I kind of categorize my second hour, you know, mm-hmm. with modern, traditional. Uh, the third one is the third hour is more like the modern where there's country, hip hop, you know, rap, um, chicken scratch. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's a variety. And, and you work in a lot of news in the community for the community, right? Oh, yeah. Headlines and Yeah, so we always want to yeah bring updates i guess what's happening because like what the supreme court was doing with you know sovereignty oh yeah and we're always fighting with that Uh, but yeah we just want to bring awareness that the native people need to be in the 801 are here oh the wasatch front and or the 435 also and the 385 yeah we're using 801 broadly folks we know yeah it was yeah. the original area code for the, the state of utah we've got this little bit of uh the gratitude song going on here what is it that you want folks to know about the show where you start when you're the host with good morning relatives yeah what i mean by that is you know everybody's a relation and that's why when I start out, you know, I say good morning relatives, and that's not just us two-legged. You know, it's for the four-legged, the wing relatives, you know, and yeah, so it's uh, kind of like an opening for, I guess, Mother Earth, everything on Mother Earth. <laughs> Dave John, thanks so much. We appreciate all you do. All right, well, thanks, and thanks for having me and giving me the opportunity to 
voice my opinion. <laughs> Anytime. It's Maka Mama's gratitude song on KRCL, courtesy of Dave John, living the circle of life here on 801 Day. triggers and slips from their forthcoming album what do you feed your darkness that's family versus business thanks to morgan snow and the gang for sending that one on over you're listening to radioactive a show for grassroots activists community builders punk rock farmers and diy creatives like local musicians and we're wrapping up our 801 day where we've been playing nothing but locals since uh, 6 a.m. when Chantilly took over John's brand new day show. You can check it out online at krcl.org by listening on demand under the programs tab. I think you can do that also on our mobile app wherever you download those apps. So I'm going to go out with one more conversation, some Salduro as well. Uh, Jeremy Bradford Pugh of Salt Lake Magazine and I spoke and recorded some 801-ish things to do. And I've got a really long interview to share in the show notes tonight, so do check that out. But here we're talking about some good water, some beehives, and some alphabet. Good water is part of our current obsession, same as it ever was. And there's this artesian well park that's been redone. In fact, there was a push to name it after one of KRCL's founding fathers and mothers, uh, Paul Wharton and Edith Hale, who used to live down the street. But it's a great park, and you can get the water free. It's got yeah. um, mineral quality to it. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of a group of, I guess I'd call them kind of water nerds mm-hmm. uh, that you can see filling up carboys and big jugs uh, every day. But Fifth East and 8th South. Yeah, and it's right by the Bagel Project, so you can get a bagel there. Best bagels in town, I think. Uh, and, um, yeah, and, I, and I, you know, we're all got water on the brain, I guess. And I just, like, it's a very cool uh, cooling park. And there's also the spring that it taps into – also surfaces over in Liberty Park on that 
uh, let's see, that'd be the south, north, south east corner of the park. There's, there's a, a there's a fountain, fountain. Uh, that that always runs because they if they stop it, it'll you know. So it's people are always like, you're wasting water. Well, it's you know, it's part of the spring. So, and I think that's the best water fountain in Salt Lake. Personally. And they put a little uh, spigot for your dog. Yeah, there's a little doggy one on there too. So. Okay. Well, we can't close 801 Day without talking about the the biggest um, thing to look for. That'd be beehives. Yeah. Beehives are all over. I mean, um, I would say that probably the greatest concentration of the beehives is up at the state capitol. In fact, they're yeah. sort of like the big beehive. It's a it's big a bronze. Yeah. On the current state flag till it gets redone. Who knows? We'll still be, still be there. But a symbol of industry, which is our state motto. Yeah. And I, I've, I was, you know, I, in fact, people... Always ask, often, visitors often ask, what, what's with the beehive? And, it, you know, I think it was, yeah, like this, it, it has actually a very nice, uh, it, it was about community and like building things and working together, you know? And I, you know, I think as far as things on state flags go, it seems pretty benign, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? And so, yeah, we, uh, we, uh, talk a lot about beehives and, and it, it is actually like a very old style of beehive called a skep. That isn't really used by beekeepers anymore uh, for practical reasons, but uh, it is sort of the classic beehive that you would think of. And it's everywhere, like especially it's kind of one of those things if you start looking for it, you will see it everywhere. Um, but yeah. The, yeah, I'd say that if you want to go to like the big show, it's up yeah. at the state capitol. Another nice place to kind of stroll around. You can cruise down into Memory Grove, walk up City Creek Canyon, you know, so maybe there'll be a protest going on <laughs> <laughs> if you go on the right day and time so i know i said uh, our final thing but i wanted to give you the opportunity for some of your favorite picks something very 801 that we haven't talked about so something that i think uh something very uh, quintessentially 801 is um the desert alphabet um it's it was an alphabet created a phonetic alphabet which wasn't as weird as it sounds, because there was kind of a movement by started by George Shaw, who wrote um, Pygmalion and was a playwright and all this. He wanted to create like kind of a lingua franca, uh, easily learnable alphabet. And so there was kind of a movement in linguistics, I guess, at that time. And so in the early church history here, um, they designed an, an alphabet and it's got really cool funky letters and it was designed because they were having lots of people come from other countries it was designed to teach people english faster um and it's it's its own language um there are many outsider artists and local artists who have used it in their work because it's it, it has a really cool cyrillic kind of look to it um and it's also inside your computer so there was a thing, okay, in the when they were inventing computers, there was something called Unicode that was invented in one of the, uh, and so they were building all these like typefaces into the base for all computers. And one of those designers was, or software engineers was a was an LDS man, and he he put the Deseret Alphabet in there. Um, it's in my, you know, I, I can give it in the show notes, but it's the instructions for how to find it, and it's still. Uh, you, you have to kind of do a little clicking around, but it's still in there. Oh, yeah. We're so, going to totally put yeah. that in the show notes. <laughs> so we've taken you on a road trip around the state, some bar crawls, some oddities, some spookiness, and into your computer. Into your computer. For 801 Day. <laughs> so, Jeremy, where can people catch up with your books and all that you write? Yeah. I mean, uh, the magazine's available at, like, Whole Foods and Harmon's and other stores. You can subscribe if you like. And my books are available, Secret Salt Lake and 100 Things to Do in Salt Lake City Before You Die. Um, <laughs> is available at, you know, and locally, at, at definitely Ken Sanders, King's English, Weller's, uh, you know, try to go, try to go in there and pick it up there. Well, thanks so. for spending some time with me on Absolutely. 801 Day. Yeah. Happy 801 Day. I think this is, it's like a bonus pioneer. It's like a new pioneer day that you're inventing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Jeremy Bradford Pugh, thanks for hanging out and uh, doing 801 Day with me. Check tonight's show notes for the long interview that uh, we did. We've got the oddities, we've got road trips, we've got haunted spaces to share with you, and we're going out with something by Saldoro, Lindy Perry, who was here earlier from Craft Lake City. This is her band, and this song is The Fix on KRCL. I'm Laura Jones. Have a great night, everybody. Happy 801 Day!
KRCL, Salt Lake City.